Dios from the Green Archipelago. Today we are playing Flying Circles, a game about flying aces finding beauty in the post-apocalypse by Eric Chappelle. There is a lot more mechanics than our usual fan as we are learning the system as we go and know nothing about planes. This series contains violence, warfare, and reckless pieces of wood and canvas ramming at each other. Content warning for that, sexual content, destructive behavior, and description of the consequence of violence in a recovering world. Hello, hello. Today we have the skeleton crew and we are playing Flying Circus, a game about post-apocalyptic flying aces. As people take to their, their biplanes to find beauty and something out there. We're going to start by introducing our pilots and we're going to go around with our cast as one by one. They're going to say who they are playing and introduce their characters so let's start on the discord let's start with brad i don't introduce your pilot hi i'm brad you guys know me as Shimanoru. today i'm playing errol fisher the fisher playbook so what can you uh, you tell us about the fisher folk the fisher folk are a race that has allowed their sea gods to adapt them better to their environment through the blessings of their sea gods they develop the traits of various aquatic life the fisher folk are traditionally very tight-knit communities and are well known for when they're out in public traditionally amongst the drylander races they cover themselves up so as to not frighten people where do you come from I come from a small village of Innsmund in the north. Do you live in the in the gradient region or is Innsmund outside of the region? I do live in the region. Mm-hmm. So you are a local boy. Correct. Flying the old stomping grounds. So how did you learn to fly? Um, I was taught I taught myself to fly to escape the pull to permanently join my relatives and ancestors under the sea. Is that why you left? Because you rejected the family business? No. You see, the Fisher villages tend to struggle. They tend to be in areas that other peoples wouldn't want to live near the sea. So I left home because I wanted to send money back to those who, like me, resist the call of the ocean. I see. Is that why you fly to make money? I fly to have my name remembered. I don't want to be just another fisher who spent his whole life, worked in his hard scrabble village, rejoined his ancestors under the sea, and is talked about in those plain, boring terms. So I see that you have a lot of struggle with your people. And how do you meet the stereotype of the fisher folk? And how do you defy it? I meet the stereotype in that I'm very focused on my fisherfolk community. I relish being able to interact with my people, people who understand the world in the same way I do, who see things the same way I do. I defy it in that when I'm amongst the drylanders, I don't conceal what I am. I almost become the performative thing they expect. They talk about the fisherfolk being the monster, being freaky creatures from beneath the sea, and I show them what they expect. All right. Next, we're going to go with Agnes. So, Agnes, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Agnes. I am a witch. 
from the town of Rierdewald. I am a part of the coven of Rippling Springs, far to the east, and I am not local to this town. I am Evan. I will be playing Agnes for however long we are flying around in planes. And you know me as that guy who's on a lot of podcasts on this one is Doji Aiko. So, Agnes, what people do you belong to? Agnes comes from um, Valorian's general area. Her people are fairly reclusive as witches' covens tend to exist outside of society or on the far edges. The Coven of Rippling Springs is a very, very anarchist, very druidic society focused on each individual's connection with the, the nature and the wilds around them and not so much with the interactions between the people within. They are not structured in the way a lot of other towns or, or cultures would be set up, but are a very mm-hmm. so how well she fits with uh, her society and uh, how much she struggles with it so Agnes was always very reclusive, even for the standards of the coven. Very, very calculating, very quiet, very patient. She really, really disliked any time some of the coven had to go into neighboring towns or other societies to pick up supplies. She was very much at odds, even with connecting with other members of the local community. And she has like a very a very instinctive nature to connect with the world around her with the the true wilds out beyond man's reach. She carries simple plain clothes that conceal her and most of the odd trinkets and focuses she carries with her and in general, she she would appear to most as a stereotypical witch, but to witches themselves she is known as something of an old hag. So, how did you learn to fly? Agnes learned to fly by teaching herself after much experimentation. She spent a lot of time out in the wilds, um, feeling the wind whipple around her and decided to figure out a way to do that herself. It did not go smoothly um, and it came at the cost of some some mistakes that have been made in her past, but she, she chose to forge that herself on her own. So why did you left your home and went all the way here to the Gradient Archipelago? Agnes is far too curious about the world for her own good. Even though she's a quiet and calculating sort of person, there is so much of the world that she wishes to know. Exotic places, fauna, and creatures, and worlds that she wants to explore and see them all and tap into each of the wild spirituality within each of them. So what is the unique experience that you can get only by flying? Agnes feels she can, uh, by flying, she's able to master herself and come to terms with her power and her connection to the to the wilds around her. She finds flying to be the only place in which she is fully fully at attunement with herself and the the chaotic magics around her. And finally, we have Derry. So Derry, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi everyone, I'm Charlie. I'll be playing Derry. Derry is a farmer and one of the wild loiter, which is kind of fey-touched people. He lives in a place called Ares Settlement, which is tucked away in a huge forest on the main continent. And he farms in that forest. Well, use it to farm. When you do leave home all the way out here from the main continent into the archipelago? 
So Derry left because I guess just an internal restlessness. Uh, there wasn't really an event that led up to him wanting to go. He just felt that he kind of had to do something more than what he was doing. And it wasn't because what he was doing previously as a farmer was bad. He just kind of had this pull saying, I got to get out there and do something else. So how did you learn to fly? Derry got taught by a much older person after a lot, a lot, a lot of begging. They had a plane that they had just left kind of sitting among the uh, settlement's shared possessions. Nobody really knew how to use it other than this older person. And after enough nagging, eventually uh, they realized that the best way to shut Derry up was to just teach him. So what do you hope you can accomplish by flying a plane into the end of the world? I think there's that hope that they'll find whatever is pulling them. They'll find something that gives them that peace, gets rid of that restlessness. But at the same time, um, they kind of enjoy the restlessness to some extent. Uh, so maybe they'll find something that pulls them even further. They're really just, he's, he's kind of just winging it. <laughs> um, there isn't a, a specific end goal. It's more the journey. All right. So, Errol, how do the fishers dress and act in a way that reinforces uh, an hierarchy? The fishers, like I mentioned before, they dress very conservatively in the outside world in their own villages. They dress very openly to show off the gifts the sea goddess have, has bestowed. The way this reinforces the hierarchy is those with more gifts are considered more blessed, more important to the community. So, Agnes, how did the world of industry, the world of man, spurn or reject you? Agnes has to be very careful with the, the wild and untamed knowledge that she possesses from beyond the mechanical world of men. If there were, if, if she spends too much time in one place, she becomes an issue to local authorities or power figures due to her highly chaotic and wild tendencies in her love of the nature around her as opposed to the constructed world of men. And Derry, what kind of farm did you grow up on? What did you grow or raise in the forest? The settlement that uh, Derry grew up in in the forest grew lots of different food. It was like multi-crop gardens uh, within a forest and you would tend individual gardens. They might look natural if you kind of stumbled in on them without understanding what was going on uh, to tend and raise those crops. Uh, but any of the local farmers immediately know, you know, oh, this has um, those berries there and this fruit um, growing off of these trees. So obviously this is Derry's farm. And it's kind of um, Avatar Last Airbender logic where you just take two fruits or two vegetables and you smush the names together. So corn berries, why not? Oh, yes. Papaya melons. So, Errol, who was the first person close to you that was claimed by the sea? The first person close to me who was claimed by the sea was my uncle. He had been a village elder a very long time, was very respected. And the ceremony to celebrate his permanent return to the sea was sacred and beautiful in one way, but frightening to Errol when it happened when he was 10. When you were just learning to harness your powers and become one with nature and be able to yell the magic, who guided you and what terrible mistakes did you make? 
Agnes was taught by one of the older witches in the coven at first, who usually advised more caution and restraint in Agnes's wild search for new secrets and discovering the world around her. Agnes ended up being mauled pretty severely by a bear as she took a trip chasing a gust of wind deep into the, the wild forests without any way to defend herself. She still carries the marks of that attack to this day. Derry, who is your personal hero and how do you hope to follow on their footsteps? So there is a woman in the settlement called Mello, who is just very physically strong woman. And once upon a time, maybe a few years ago, she managed to very firmly and non-violently frighten away some travelers who were trying to steal from the communal food stores. And Derry took away from that that he wants to also be very strong uh, to the point where, you know, he can protect important things. But the lesson that he took away from that is that he needs to learn how to fight um, rather than, you know, the, the nonviolent methods that Mello uh, chose. So he tries to emulate her by doing the opposite of what she thinks is a good idea. Errol, why even now that you have left your community? Do the dark, deep gods of your people keep looking out for you? Most fishers who go on this rumspringa equivalent where they leave and experience the wider world lose some of their devotion. They stop being as faithful to them. Errol hasn't lost that at all. He never forgets how close the gods of the sea really are to him. Agnes, to whom do you still owe a debt and what do you expect to have to do when they come collect? Agnes made a deal with a fae, a being of the fae named Silver, who guided her to a, a hidden pool perfectly reflecting the moonlight. Um, from which she got one of her focuses. And if Silver ever comes to collect, Agnes isn't really sure what she's going to do, which is why she, one of the reasons she's wildly dancing across the world trying to learn more secrets and knowledge in case there's some way to get out of the deal. All right. Derry, what is the thing that we enjoy most about flying? And do you still enjoy it when you have to use it to take a life? So Jerry, he loves flying because on a very instinctual level, he is not supposed to. Uh, he is a type of uh, wildleuter that has a lot of um, avian characteristics, but it's a ground dwelling bird. It's a flightless bird and something in him is like, you shouldn't be up here. And he absolutely loves that kind of I'm going against what I'm meant to be doing feeling. But he does he does hate flying in combat. He hates, like, as much as he loves, like, fisticuffs, that's not, like, a life or death situation. He hates the life or death situations that you can get yourself into once you're in the air with these giant death machines. And uh, it does always affect him uh, quite a lot. So, Errol, what has to change before you settle down and go back to Innsmouth? Errol needs to do something incredibly risky and bring home a huge sack full of money. If he can get both of those things, he can go home with his head held up high. Otherwise, he cannot, he won't allow himself to go back. And you, Agnes, you are running to the end of the world, entering into the strange wilds of the great archipelago, out of escaping, well, old deals and old mistakes. What has to change before you can go back home? 
Agnes needs to find a way to properly hide or shield her home coven from the ever-expanding domain of of iron that is beginning to threaten the the coven's old home. And Derry, what do you need to do to get back home? And do you even think that going back home is a thing that Derry can imagine happening? I think that that uh, involves a lot more forethought and planning than he has put into anything in his life. Um, he he might go back if it just gets too much, if he realizes this experience isn't changing him for the better. But I think he, he wants to go back and, and share good things about his experiences with his friends and family. So I think once he's got a good story to tell, maybe he'd go back. Maybe, who knows? Now, Errol, do you think that any of your companions has been touched by your gods? It's a hard question. Agnes is too much a creature of the woods and wind to be touched by the sea gods. Oh, so you don't trust them yet? I don't think either of them has. Not yet. Interesting. I, I, they're too much creatures of the earth and sky. Agnes, I think you have something to ask from your companions. Yes, indeed. I have a simple question for the both of you. I must know what you put your faith in. The sea gods to deliver me safely. Well, I guess you trust Elrond, because that's definitely not a product of modernity. No, Errol is definitely trustworthy. For you, those of you who cannot, who are not, who are listening to this later, uh, Derry the Sky Twink famously said, I put my faith in my instincts, but also family and loved ones. So Agnes, do you trust Derry? I'm not so sure about Derry yet. That sounds like, that sounds like some structures of society that, you know, the men of iron have built up. So I'm, I'm not, I don't definitely don't, don't distrust, but don't trust yet. Okay. So no trust yet. Oh yeah. Well, actually, uh, or alternatively, you can trust everyone in the crew, but the men, but I figured you did not want that one. Yeah. I, that didn't seem great. And next, it's going to be Derry. So... Derry, how was your experience after joining the company? How did the other players treated you? Okay, so <laughs> who among you judged me harshly for my inexperience or naivete? And how did you attempt to intimidate me? Well, does it make more sense? Is Agnes a mean old lady or a sweet old lady, Evan? Uh, so, so... Uh, here's the thing. I didn't create this character to continue the Ico and Yuzume rivalry, but, uh, uh, I, I don't think Agnes is a very sweet old lady. Well, here's the thing. You don't have to continue the Yuzume rivalry because Errol was probably not super welcoming and probably a little like, oh, great. We've got the rookie in a, that's technically a plane. Great. Sure. Come on. It'll be fun. That being said, I think Agnes admired Derry's like naivete and want to explore the world because that's how she was a while ago and it's at the core of her, but she's not nice. So, who do you trust and distrust based on these answers? Yay, bonding. Mean Errol. Big mean. Uh, I trust Agnes and not Errol. Okay. Big meanie. Bad man. I am a mean, mean shark man. Wait, are you a shark? You better believe I'm a shark, man. So, 
we get open to the to the distant gradient archipelago as your planes sour over the coastlines and penetrate in the, into the skies covered in thick clouds over the jungles as you are dealing with an escort mission you you team you came here as part of uh, a pretty famous and large flying circus as part of the checkmates and you actually been fighting the red talons uh, arrival squadron because the red talons have been working with the very same people that you just let's say stolen is a bad word you liberated a band of whalers that have been praying in the sky wells of the region and you are returning after one ride in which you are bringing all the slow balance carrying all the precious loot that they have robbed from these gentle creatures and the checkmate is trying to make all the way to the sky rail connecting the gradient archipelago to the rest of the continent where you're gonna get the true profit that can only be made by getting all those rare gases and bone new tree dive between the clouds and are soon separated from the others and chasing you there are three planes they are rugged brown yapos runners from some of the ragtag forces that the whalers had patrolling you and you are trying to give them the slip and as you enter the jungle you can see that you are not alone there is one of the small balance that seems to be loaded with the loot it seems to be on fire and at this point the three airplanes stop giving you chase and start diving towards it what do you do okay so they've so they they're going for our, our loot not us they are going for one of the dirigibles that uh, are carrying this buzz that uh, from the sky wells. But it's on fire. Okay. And you are separated from the rest of the company. You cannot see them anywhere. You can only see the jungle and the thick clouds above it and the occasional peak of the mountain ridge peaking onwards. And they seem to have stopped giving chase to you. And they seem to be going for this dirigible, trying to recover something of what you took from them, their ill-gotten gains. All right. So trying to lead them away probably won't work because they've already decided what their target is. So I say we should get them away from that target. <laughs> so what do you signal to the others though? I think we need to like get between them so that they can't get close to the dirigible. I think we need to like be in the middle. I feel like being between a plane and another thing when guns shoot forward is a bad idea. Hmm. Errol will signal back, we should attack them now. Fine. Agnes will give a good old A-OK. With that, Errol will maneuver to drop behind one of these outpost runners and prepare to start firing on them. Okay, so Errol, you're taking the lead. You're going to roll for engage. So resolve the engage move. So roll to the stands. Do I roll anything with that? No, no, no. With engage, it's plain. I got an 11. I got an 11. So you got to hit. So you got to pick one from the list. So I got to hit. I to choose one. I'm going to choose come in behind our foe. All right. So come in be behind your, sh your foe. What do you do? Which move do you do? Uh, what are your altitudes? That's a good question. Uh, I'm zero to 29. 
That's our ideal altitudes. Why don't do we want to set it to twenty? All right. I'm gonna trust you on that. So I'm gonna say you are at twenty, and so are they. Okay. So right, altitude twenty. Okay. Okay. So you are approaching them from behind, as you well, you have them at basically at disadvantage. You're gonna be doing the opening move on this confrontation and punish them for ignoring you. Yep, I'm, and in all honesty, the plan is to lock in behind one of them and start shooting. The The closest one that you can see is one that is locking behind, which has a bull painted in the nose of the, of the brown, and you just approach them. So your speed is the lowest max in the squadron. So, and remember to mark one on all engines. One uh, RPM. Right. So you all are at one RPM. You are at altitude 20. And the speed that you start is the lowest in the squadron. What is the lowest among all of you? Um, My speed is 16. 15. Speed is 13. Your max speed is 13? No, excuse me. My max speed is 14. My plane is a slow boy. So you are going directly to shoot on them. So time to dogfight. Okay. So... Time to dogfight. So I'm dropping behind them. My plane is, it looks very plain to the naked human eye. All right. Yeah. And you are getting behind this post runner with a bull in the nose. So you are pursuing them. So you're going to roll hard plus agility. Yep. Yes. And 2d10s, right? Okay. So you gonna spend speed equal to your turn bleed and speed factor. So what is your turn bleed and what is your speed factor? Turn bleed is one speed factor. That's the first digit of speed. Correct. Yes. So it'll be four total speed I'm spending. Okay. So you get an 11. You can spend more speed to commit to the turn. I'm going to, I'll just spend the minimum speed for now. Okay, so eleven fifty, you do, but the GM chooses one. I haven't. Uh, that that was my role to engage. No, this is dogfight. I I haven't rolled for my dogfight yet. Wait, but the engage was when we started the fight. Right, I got the eleven for that. Okay. Oh, you still have not rolled. That's my dogfight. Okay, so yeah, you pull it off. Okay, so I'm up close. I pull right behind them. Evil little smile as I start shooting. The What range are we, Ludo? I would say we are pretty far away, which is the furthest away again. Extreme. So we are still extreme. So let's see. Extreme. You are not turning the tables. You Are you trying to get to knife range? No, you are still far away. And you are fighting multiple foes. That's true. So, but because you got 21, I got to choose one less. So I don't choose to get anything. So, 10 plus speed. I still do have to spend speed equal to my turn bleed plus speed factor. I have to do that after I roll. Yes. Yes, that you have to do. No matter what. Let me. Now, their speed is 15. So, my speed after that spend is 9. So, yeah. There's not the 10 plus speed difference. The default rules of a successful attack is getting the enemy at close range. Okay, cool. Yeah. So now I'm at close range with them, which means after some other people do some stuff, I can, unless you want me to do it now, I can. No, you can shoot. You can shoot at close range. 
The success of this is that you are at close range. So you are just behind them. You are giving the chase. You are darting around this dogfight pilot with the bull in the nose. Okay, cool. So I'll roll for... And you can see that they are lagging behind of the others. Right. And the others, they seem more committed to giving chase. So you are kind of circling around them like a shark, isolated them, smelling blood in the water, and you are closing in slowly, 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 as they are becoming right there, right in the bullseye of your guns. So what are the others doing? I think that... I'd like to take on one of the other planes and maybe force them to land. So I'd like take out something that won't cause a crash, but will make like force them to have to like leave Hmm. in case their plane gets worse and they are at risk. So what would be good for that? Hmm. So I think you are basically giving chase at this point. So the other planes, one has a red and white checker pattern and the other has what you can see from the distance. It seems like two animals dancing with each other. You cannot quite make it. Uh, Let's go for the the dancing animals. Why not? Okay. So you are giving them chase. And what is your speed? 15. So if you are at equal speed, nothing changes. So you are trying to approach them, but uh, this pilot seems pilot seems extremely skilled, and they are basically forcing you to chase them down. But at least you know they have to be racing you, and they are not targeting the dirigible. And Agnes, what are you doing? I would like to get close enough to the third plane to cast a spell. At which distance do you need to do to cast a spell? It doesn't say. It just says, so when casting a spell, you hold your focus, choose a target, describe a spell based on the effects of the focus's nature, roll plus wild. On a hit, the spell works. Um, and then it's just different differentiations for... Okay. So which of them are you casting the spell? What? kinds so i would like um agnes will go ahead and take the feather of the beast of air that she's kept with her uh, clasped to a necklace and i would like to pull it up and just uh, inscribe a an invisible sigil with the feather in the air and cause the plane to stall Mm -hmm. and which one are you targeting again? The the one that was pre- unengaged by the other two. Oh yeah, the right and the white checker pattern one. Yeah. And this is which element? This is with air. Alright, so time to roll. Right, here we go. Plus two for wild gets me to 11. Poof. So the spell works. You can see the engine starting stalling as they slow down, as they try to get the engine to restart. As you touch the engine, you start to feel the iron touching you. You can feel the taste of blood in your mouth and your hands start to shake as you get this destructive impulse that stopping the engine is not enough. They need to be denied the sky forever. Is that my turn or am I allowed to act on that impulse that's affecting me? Well, that was the move. So we're going to see. So so finally, you get them right in your bullseye, Errol. You can see the details of the bull. You can see one of its horn is broken. There's something written next to it. What do you do? 
Errol smiles to himself, aims right in the bullseye, and squeezes the trigger. All right, open fire. So, spend ammo. How much ammo do you spend? All right, so my jam is three, four now, which is really annoying. Try and remember how jamming and ammo interact because I know they do. Mm-hmm. And it seems like now would be a terrible time for my gun to jam. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to spend three ammo. And you are at close range. Correct. So let's roll. So 2d10 plus three first, and then my 1d20. My dice are on fire and it makes me angry. Knife. All right. So that's a 20. I shift closer one. So my damage is considered. Yeah. Also, it's a crit. Oof. All right. How do I roll a crit? I know that there's a way to. Okay. So I just damage a vital part. Yes. And now let me roll my additional 1d20 plus hits, which is, is it eight? Because I'm in knife range. Yeah. So 1d20 plus eight plus something minus armor. What's the armor on this thing? Uh, It's nothing. Another crit check with 50% of the hits as the last roll. Two crits. I'll roll it again. Okay. So summarize this for the rest of the people because people are not even following here, much less at home. And that doesn't crit. So I've got two crits. So, so Errol gets into their bullseye, focuses down the bullseye, depresses the trigger and just starts absolutely shredding the enemy plane with me successfully getting i don't know how much mechanics talk we're going to keep in but just for funsies with me getting two crits and hitting a lot how much total damage so total damage is 16 16 and two crit yeah that plane is just completely ruled with bullet you just see they start to leak full and you can see their guns just tear torn apart from the plane and you can see a pilot ejecting and you see a parachute falling down arrow gives that keeps that vicious mean-spirited smile on his face as he looks up to see what the other two are doing yeah what are the other two doing grappling with the knowledge that Harold just did that <laughs> i i think Derry would would still be trying to give chase like is there a is there a mechanic where i can go faster yes you can try to boost okay i would like to try to boost please how do i do that Okay, when you open the throttle, your plane boost, uh, add your plane's boost stat to your speed up to max speed. You can choose 20 less than your full boost. If your speed is below your puff, double your boost. If you boost in a dive, add to your speed even above your max speed. So if you want to increase your speed, you're going to have to lower your altitude. I think I can lower my altitude. Uh, I can't find a stat for boost, though, to add to my speed. Oh, no, yes, there it is, too. Okay, so I can get it to 17. So let's see how much I should drop. Uh, No, my speed is above my drop-off, so never mind. I'm not in a dive, so my speed just becomes 17. Okay, so you're not diving. For each altitude you drop, you gain three speed. Oh, okay. I could dive. Okay, so you're going to get three more speed. Uh, Let's drop one altitude then. And you can add your boost. And just get three. Okay, and increase your RPM by one. Okay, so if if that lets me add another three, then I'd be at 23. Okay. Okay. 
Agnes, what do you do? I'm going to close the distance and make sure this son of a bitch is never able to fly around in the free winds again. Okay, so you're chasing after the guy with the red and white checker pattern. Yes, that's correct. It's going to be a chase because you're faster. You move one band closer. So instead of extreme, you are now, what is the one between closer and extreme? Uh, long. Okay, so you are now at long. Errol, you just finished dogfighting this pilot and you forced them to abandon your plane. And suddenly, out of nowhere, because uh, pilots are babies and have no, uh, no object permanency, you just see as, Der uh, uh, as Derry just dives to get her more speed and darts around and is trying to circle after their pilot. You can see just the other pilot turn and you can see the nose yard, which seem to be a black and a white cat dancing. And you can see them lining the shot as they unleash a barrage of fire open you. Ooh, they gonna get it. So you're gonna do take fire. Unfortunately, Keen is my weakest stat. So let's go. So take fire. Determine the range and rule minus queen. So they are long. So I got a 13. 13. Let's see. All right. So resolve exactly as I would open fire, including crits. So I shift the range farther by one. So you are extreme now. Right. Okay. And then I take whatever his extreme did. And then he rolls to see if he crits. And his extreme damage is two and his hit is one. His extreme hit is one. And let's see if he crits with 1d20 plus 2. Um, let me mark this damage first. A 5 is not above a 20, so he doesn't crit. All right. Oh, and with my armor, that would be a... Because I forgot to include that. That's my bad. Looking for armor. I think very few planes have armor. Because I can't find it. There's my tough. Yeah, I don't have any armor. Cool. Okay. So yeah, it doesn't crit. So I just take some damage, which I have marked. You are able to continue and they basically continue on their way. And you can see that there is now chasing at them at high speed coming just close to you. And yeah, there you are chasing the, the pilot of the two cats. And not only they keep trying to race you, they just try to shoot down Errol. You have, have the high ground, but you have... So I think my original plan was to pull up in front of them and force them to make um, where they'd have to like quickly go to the side or roll or just do something to try and get out of the way. Do Given that uh, Errol is now there, do we still think that's a good idea or should I just open fire? Because like, I don't want to do some like acrobatics if there's no point, if it doesn't make sense to do it. Do what you think is in your heart, Charlie in my heart is pulling up to try and force them to like, I want to pull up in front of them and force them to do something quick and stupid. Then do that. Maybe. Cool. I would like to pull up, please Ludo. So pull up. When you pull up from a steep dive or out of an attack, take G4 is equal to your speed factor. Yeah, but your dive is not very steep. You are more tied to climb, climb up rather than pull up, right? 
It's not, no, like, okay. Yeah, re- like, all I want to do really is just, like, now I've caught up with them, like, make them go away. Get them to, like, budge off to the, to another side or have to land or something like that. Uh, what is your overspeed? And w- at which are you? 20. Okay, so you're going to have to overspeed. I think I'm at 23. So uh, add one RPM. Okay. So what you're trying to do is basically intercept them. Cool, cool. So you were at extreme, you are giving chase, so you are long. Yeah. Uh, at long distance, that's for sure. And it is the best move. I think it's a kind of a stay on target. Okay. Yeah. So roll plus calm. Yeah. Cool. I maybe have a disadvantage to calm. Let's check. Yeah. Roll minus three. So is that one d twenty or two d ten? Two d ten. Two d ten. Eleven. Okay. So you managed to keep close, and you are trying to get close, and you keep after them, but you suddenly see the the pilot that is flying higher above you. They start climbing up, and you look ahead through the mists of the cloud rainforest and you see a mountain which you are going towards against at high speed and you realize that the pilot is to Agnes. Agnes, what is happening on your quadrant as you just see just see Derek just flying soaring through the sky leaving a trail of moisture that robs the the cloud forest of its pressures lifeblood as you approach slowly but determined of the stalling pilot. Nothing else matters more than getting the perfect shot lined up for this guy. Can I use my action to get me up to... Let's see, so it would... You are at long now, right? Yeah, and you still have more speed. Yeah, so you can chase and uh, now you are close. If I continue chasing him, would I get to close? Yeah, I'm currently at long. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, if that's my whole turn, I'll do that. If it isn't, I would go ahead and, and take a shot at close. Well, they, uh, they are starting to gain speed, so you're going to have to dogfight them. Otherwise, they might get away. But I think it's my ter- it's my move to chase, right? So, yeah, so you are pursuing them, so... Going to roll hard plus agility. Okay. Your agility, what is your handling? My handling is 95. Okay. So you get plus one from agility. Okay. So it cancels out with my hard. Good to know. Oof. So you need to spend your turn bleed plus speed factor. So you need to speed three. For each more you speed you, you spend. Seven. My turn bleed is two. Speed factor is the first digit of your speed. Is one. You are committing to the turn and you get plus one on the dice. And they need to get at least to 11. Okay, so I would need to spend... So the two turn bleed gets me to nine. Okay. Ten. So I'll spend the extra speed to get me to the 11. So total of two speed and two turn bleed. So at which speed are you now? Are you above the stalling speed? Uh, my stall is 9 and I'm at 12 so I'm fine. Uh, you're fine. Okay. So Agnes pushes forward trying to catch up with him. He seems to have regained from his stall and takes a tight move but Agnes is able because of the speed she's built up continue pressing closer and closer. Yeah and you, you get the, the figure that uh, they are gonna, they are ready to take a dive to recover all the speed that they lost and 
and you basically did not cover and not only that the rainforest is going to give them coverage so you'll get the feeling that you have this opportunity and you will lose sight of them afterwards so you need to capitalize now or you're going to lose this edge so it's time for you to open fire you are close all right so how much ammo do you spend i'll spend explain uh brad explain jamming real quick Jamming. So this is important for all of us. I had to search myself. Right. Jamming only matters on the crit die. If you roll the number below your jam on the crit die, your weapon fucks up. Okay. So then a normal firing is just the 2d10s. It's 2d10 plus however... One moment, please. Uh, it is 2d10 plus hard. Which is minus one? Correct. Okay. And so then I let's say I spend three ammo on this. I am not sure what spending extra ammo does. I did it because it felt right, and I don't know necessarily that it does anything, so spend one. Okay, I'm going to spend one ammo then. But I'm going to commit to my mistake because that's the kind of guy I am. All right, so then we're going to be 2d10s minus one. Oof, you are no lo now long. Ooh, 11. So you're going to roll okay. hits and then you're going to get hits and damage according to the distance. So how much hits do you do and damage? Four hits and eight damage. So deliver, they suffer eight damage? I do four hits and eight damage. Okay. And now gonna roll D20 plus hits. Okay. Not a 12. So it's not a crit. Got a 12. Ah. With the with the unloading of the weapons, I I think the 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 icy iron grip that's been holding on to her finally releases as she realizes and gets a bit more control of her actions after going for that kill shot. All right. And you can see the bullets punishing the canvas as he disappears underneath the clouds. And suddenly you have no idea where the red and white checker pattern plane has gone to. In the meantime, someone has a mountain in front of them. Yeah. So what you're going to do there about that mountain that you are going towards at high speed? I feel like I need to get get the get out of the way of this mountain. Yeah, are you gonna turn? Are you gonna rise? Ooh, let's see. So this is gonna be evade danger. Oh, basically. Or, okay, I think that yeah, I want to just turn as quickly as I can. Yeah, let's see how that roll goes. Preferably in the same direction as the plane I'm chasing. Cool, and it's plus keen. Okay, that's not so bad. I have a bonus to keen. Fingers crossed. 20! Wow, so yeah! So basically, you tell us how you look very cool as you dodge this mountain. So Derry, as, as we know, has been going very, very fast, perhaps stupidly fast and as such doesn't really have that much time to evade this mountain but they manage to turn just almost completely on their side without going into a spin and just brush kind of right past the mountain like maybe there's a couple of feet in between like the mountain and the underside of the plane as they then turn and continue their pursuit alright and we go back to Errol which is now flying safely as they see I see that the other two are giving chase to their opponents and none of them are out for surprises and you suddenly see both of the post runners disappearing one after leading 
Derry towards the mountain and the other barely on time managing to restart their engine and diving deep into the rainforest. So, Errol, the skies is yours. So those two are away and with how slow my plane is, I'm not going to catch them reasonably quickly. Do I see any other valid targets? And there are these two. There's also the dirigible way below. I'm losing more and more altitude. And the dirigible's our loot, correct? Yes, and is on fire. It's like at altitude five. The original's going to crash regardless of what one sh- of what one man can do in his plane. So I'm going to get some vengeance. Who looks like they're struggling more? What is the definition of that? When just judge it uh, a mountain, is that struggling? No, I'm going to help Agnes. She's closer. So I am going to... Over what? Yeah, I'll overwatch. Yeah, okay. So overwatch. So you get to keep one and then you can spend to end of the overwatch things. So when you watch over a friend, hold one and you can spend it to help or hinder one of their moves. Place yourself between them and a pursuer or drop on the tail of a pursuer. No rule required. Errol, much like his his plane very predatorily picked off the other, he starts to circle waiting for an open. Okay. So, Derry, you are very close, the pilot with the two uh, cats. And you can see as they are making their plane tilt, they seem to be toying with you. You are close to them. What do you do? I mean, that's very rude of them um, to do what I want to do with them like can i can i just shoot at something like what what part of the plane if i shoot at it is he gonna have to land uh the target is the one that decides the criticals without blowing up wings okay i guess uh i will just do a little shooty shoot yeah let's do a dark fight first shall we cool so would this be pursuing making an attack hard and agility all right uh, I would also accept these being turning your tables on your pursuers because of the little trick with the mountain, if you would rather that. I would love it to see that, please. Okay. What is your handling? Uh, let's do handles. Handling. Oh, sorry, let me bring up this plane. Uh, 98. Okay, so you get plus one. Plus one, okay. And agility, that's your the first digit of your speed? Or is that something else? No, agility is what I just said. It's the difference between handlings. Oh, sorry. I am, I am myself today. All right, so then that means I'm adding one and my daring which is four so let's see how this goes okay so what is your turn bleed 18 what is your speed factor two i think that's still two i haven't slowed down you need to spend four speeds do you want to spend more so that you get to a 20 so i got an 18 now so a turn bleed and a speed factor taking away from that do i have to spend six or yes okay um yeah why not uh, I think I was going at like 23, so I would be at 17. That's still kind of fast. Yeah. Okay. So that nullifies the fact that you are turning the tables. Yeah. And let's go for it. Time for you to take a shot. Let's take a shot. All right. So is that open fire? Yeah. All right. Roll hard. Don't think he's very hard. No, he's not. Bless his little cotton socks. Okay. You are at close range. And spend ammo. I got a five. Yeah, so you are extreme now. My poor sweet baby. So, yeah. Uh... <laughs> 
So how many damage do you do on extreme? Uh, let's find out. <laughs> damage on extreme. Uh, where do I find that on what sheet? Guns. Sorry, what was the question? Okay, uh, so I've got uh, one hit that does two damage on extreme. Okay, so let's roll if see if you get the crit. Okay. The 10 plus hit. Minus armor. And is that just uh, 2d10 again? D10 plus hit minus armor. So d10 plus one. And uh, do you tell me what the armor is? Sorry? It's 1d20. It's 1d20. Okay, 1d20 plus 1. Uh, 21, and then whatever the armor thing is, I rolled a 20. Uh, yeah, uh, you roll a 20, so you kill the guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. You are getting close. <laughs> no! But the pilot just seems very skilled and forces a spin and... You are struggling to keep in control of your plane while they are gaining distance and distance and distance. And you are almost losing sight of them. You cannot see the cats. And in your despair, you fire and you just see the two cats blurring together. And there is this spray of blood that just goes across them, ruining the nose art as the post runner just crashes against the mountain that you just avoided. I think that Derry is kind of in shock, just mouth open, eyes wide, because that's the opposite of what he wanted to do. He wanted to try to make them land, and he, you know, he he really didn't think this would happen. Like this is the opposite of what he wanted to happen. This is this is horrible. Yeah, and uh, don't forget, I had to miss it, so I get to do something nasty to you, and you have to you just you are still trying to figure out what is happening when you can hear the sound of engines underneath you and you see red and white checkered patterns coming in close from underneath you as if only someone had done over what oh wait yeah so there is this red and white checkered pattern emerging from the clouds oh no and you can see the guns lining up against you Catching you as you lose speed. What is going to happen? Is anyone doing something? Wink, wink. Yeah, I'm going to spend my overwatch. And do I want to get in between the kid and the new plane? Or do I want to drop behind the new plane? You know what? I'm going to get between Derry and the new plane. All right. So you're going to take fire. I know. Swoop in all angry. All right. Let me roll the take. So you are sleeping in. So you're going to get cat pretty close. So that's going to be close. Okay, let me roll minus keen. My keen is a negative number, so do I use it as a positive? Yes. Yes, yes, I do. The dice like you. You know, as Minoru, I failed many checks that I should have passed. And now, here, as a flying shark man. It's because you aren't harassing any chickens. Yeah. Miss. So yeah, uh, they shift to extreme, so you're going to take... So that would be a... One hit for two damage. Yeah. And time to roll for the crits. 1d20 plus one. Go for it. And that's a 13. No great. So no crits, just another yeah. pinging through my plane and just more anger. And yelling even though Derry can't hear him. This is the second time he got me shot. <laughs> Yeah, and Derry is made to escape safely, and you too, Errol. And 
Katniss. You just saw the guy that you were looking for reappear, and they are at extreme range from you. What do you do? Are they the only foe left at this point, or was there another one? Yes, they are the only one. Okay. Someone, you know, headshot the other one. That's that's unfortunate. Um, did, So, Errol's been shot twice, correct? And Derry hasn't been shot yet? Yeah. So what? Do you want to shot Derry? No. Uh, I wanted to see if I can do some sort of... Uh, I want to cast another spell if, if, if approved, and see if I can, like, push Errol forward to give him a boost, like a gust of wind boosts him to give him some speed to get back up into the fight after he took the shots. Yeah, their current speed is... Let me check. They, I think they are at 10 now. Yeah, Errol, what's your stall? My stall is 8. Yeah, let's. Let, if I can give uh, call upon a gust of wind to give Errol a boost to his speed, that's what I'd like to do. Okay, so that's going to be casting a spell with an air focus. So what that looks like? So Agnes pulls upon the same feather she had before, and she holds it up to her lips and whispers a few hidden words to it before gesturing with an empty hand as if scattering something to the wind. Okay, time to roll. Jesus, it's a 16. Okay, so no bad effects either. So I'm gonna say you get... Uh, I'm gonna say it's gonna be a boost that is not limited by your max speed. So what is your boost value? Let me see. Drop off. Strain. Boost. It's one. Okay, so I guess you get one without putting additional strain as it's... Hey! Three words. It's better than it's free boot. It's free real estate. Agnes, Agnes, Agnes mumbles, like grumbles a little bit to herself about the weight of iron and the ridiculous contraptions men use, but yeah. feels satisfied. All right. So, Derry, so you got a pretty close call. You Hello. just killed someone and you almost got killed yourself. It's not for Errol. Whew. And you are recovering. And what you going to do now? Okay. So, this uh, checker pattern plane is still there, right? And Errol is in between us both. Yeah. And Agnes is, where Where are you in, like, are you next to Errol? Are you far away from us? I'm, I'm far, I'm not close. Still extreme, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I maneuver up, down, or to the side and shoot the checker pattern plane and hopefully not get another crit? I guess that will be a dog fighting them. Well, first of all, you... Okay. They got on extreme from you, so you will get close. You have what is your speed? At the moment is 17. And you can dogfight them. Okay. Finding the right place. And this is pursue and make an attack. Yeah. So I'm going to say you chase, you get long from them. Okay. So hard. Yeah. I mean, they were chasing you, but you got your ass saved. So you are not turning the tables. And my agility last time was one, right? Yeah, it's still one. Okay. So hard is on Sky Twink. Okay. So it's just plus one. Let's, uh, let's not have a repeat of last time, sweetie. I got a five on dogfight. Oh, well, you are long. Now they are gone. Yeah, not only they are gone, you're going to lose a lot of speed. Oh, uh, well. Actually, yeah, you can... Uh, again, it's dogfight. Uh, no, actually, no, it's dogfight. It does not change the distance. So you are at a five. You are at a five. You can spend speed. So you're going to... Your speed factor is one now, right? Uh, yes, it is. So you have to pay three speed speed anyway do you want to speed more uh, spend more speed 
I mean, I'm still going like 17 isn't exactly slow, so the important part is that you don't go below stall. Yeah, and my stall is eight, so I think that I have some to spare. So yeah, I'll spend six. Okay, so you go to 11 and you get a hit. I'm gonna say that after this, you're gonna lose track of them. Okay. Okay, so let's go. You are time to shoot them. You are at long. Go. The roll plus hard plus one of agility. Um, bum, 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 bum. Uh, no, agility does not affect open fire. Never mind. All right, so it's d20 plus hard. Okay, so it's just plus hard. What's the force, Luke? Sweet, just a straight d20. Well, it worked last time. Why is your targeting computer turned off? <laughs> well, it worked last time. <laughs> I got a nine. Okay, so nine. Uh, yeah, she farted too. Yeah. Charles? Yes. Did you forget to roll your basic attack before you rolled your crit? Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. So it's 2d10. That's an 11. Oof. There we go. So extreme. How much damage to them? Two. And one hit to go. There we go. Uh, extreme is, yeah, one. Oh, yeah, but the thing is you are extreme. One hit, two damage. Long is two hits. It's four damage. Well, you were at long, then you got an 11. Oh, sorry. I thought it was at long. Yeah. Uh, one. Ah, okay. <laughs> then, yeah, one hit, two damage. Roll for it. <laughs> Roll the crit, add one. And this is just the... Plus one. Roll for the hit. That's adding nothing else. That's one. All right. 16. Okay. So not a crit. That is a relief. Mm. Well, yeah, you know, you know, you just punish the canvas and they are gone. Is it? Uh, <laughs> and all you can see around is clouds. You can see the thick vegetation of the rainforest. You can see the mountains poking by. You can see the smoking wreckage of uh, uh, of a plane <laughs> from one of the peaks. Where are they? Maybe, maybe they went home. Maybe they went home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyone can eyeball it. I mean, if it's still my turn, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for them. But I feel like I've done a lot. Okay, so what is the question you asked? I'm going to eyeball it while making rude gestures towards Derry. <laughs> Where is eyeball? Uh, support Mozan crew. Page 76. I found it. All right, let me roll plus keen, um, plus visibility. Where visibility comes from? Luda, that's what we call in the business an excellent question. It's in the individual stat blocks. Oh, okay. Rad, I'm at a minus three. Oh, shit. Okay, roll for it then. Uh, what is the question? What was the question again? It was, I'm looking for, where have they gone? You see the data jibble, which seems to have stopped flying after crossing through the clouds. It's no longer burning, and it seems to be tangled across the thick vegetation and you can for a moment get a glimpse of a sacred pattern appearing in and out between the green underneath and you realize that they are getting approaching the dirigible if possible i'm going to try and maneuver into a position where i can get a couple of shots off at them well they are at altitude 10 you are at 20 i could always dive so you're gonna have to dive you're gonna have to dive i mean i do need to regain gain some speed anyway okay so at which altitude do you want to go for i want to go to altitude what am i at we're at 20 all right i'm i'm gonna drop down to 12 which will increase my speed when because i'll i guess 
I'll dive into a boost is what it'll be mechanically. Yeah. So first of all, you first of all, you adjust the altitude. That'll increase my speed by correct. Done. Okay. And now you are can boost in a dive so you can add your speed down to 12. So I'm still a little bit above him and increase RPM by one. Right. So increase RPM by one and increase my speed. by. do I have and do I have to increase it by all eight or can I increase it by some of it? Yeah, that's the point. I love it. Oof, that's going to put some strain on the engine. That's fine. So how much is that over speed? Two, four, six. All right. I am now at speed 27. Okay, so get two RPMs. Oh, wait, excuse me. Is that my overspeed value is my maximum speed? Overspeed is its own. Okay, then yeah, it's by seven. So that's two RPMs more. Oof. Yeah, uh, but uh, you have pretty nice speed, right? I'm at four RPM. Yeah, so you chase them and now you are at long instead of extreme. Yeah, I'm going fast. What you gonna do? Well, it's time to shoot them. Shoot them. Well, dogfight them. You're chasing them. Yep. Time at once again in the air. Arrow becomes the predator, cornering the prey. Uh, what is your handling? Handling's eighty nine. Oh, so it's actually less. So you have minus one then. Okay, fourteen. Okay. Your speed factor is two, right? Correct. Your turn bleed is. Speed turn bleed is one. So you need to spend three speed. How much more do you want to spend? Let's see. I mean, I want to get down on speed some. So two, four, six. If I drop down to 14, that'll give me a hit of 20. Okay. If I drop down to 12, that'll give me a hit of 20. 12. Okay. And that's what I'm going to do. All right. So you can get to knife range or you can take advantage forward. I'm going to get to knife range. Okay. So it's time to shoot them. Take a shot. Spend one. One ammo and 2d10 plus two, plus three. 2d10 plus three because I'm a tough boy. So spend ammo. So knife range. 17. So I shift by one. So it's... No, you don't. Oh. So you are still at knife. So yeah, only on a 15. What is going to happen? Boo. Four hits, eight damage. At knife, it's eight hits, 16 damage. Ouch. Uh, yeah, uh, structure zero. Should I even roll for crits? Yes. All right, first one. I didn't crit. Does not that mean you jam? I do jam. Wait, is it final roll? I thought it was the dice roll. It is, so I do jam. So you jam. You get quite close, you unload on them, and then your gun stops, and you look in panic as you fear they're gonna start flying away, but you hear the horrible sound of wood snapping, and you hope it was your plane, but then you realize that it was theirs, and you just see it falling apart as you get a glimpse of what seems to be young woman just disappearing into the void and underneath the deep green. I'm gonna rejoin with the rest of the squad. Yeah, so uh, congratulations. You managed to survive your first dogfight. Personally, I'm pretty proud of us. Oh yeah, especially Derry. I'm the most proud of Derry. No, no. So uh, I think you need to roll for the damage to the engine. Each of us? Yeah. 
Uh, let me check. What is the procedure of the end of the fight? I think it's as part of cool-off that you have to do it before the full check. Checking now. So, uh, when you pull back on your throttle spare engine, when you exceed, first you reduce your speed to your max speed or less. For each engine, roll 1d20 plus reliability for each RPM. Your engine takes one wear per failure. Then reduce RPM and G-force to zero. So each of you has to roll reliability, right? Correct. So each of you roll 1d20 plus reliability for each RPM that you have on your engine. Oh, this will be fun. I think I have like three or four. I have four. Yeah, I have three RPM. I got a 24. Well, you got a 6 and a 16. I got a 6 and a 16. Sorry, a 2d20? 1d20 per rpm okay so and so evan you're gonna take one wear yeah oof i'm gonna take well i'm only gonna take one wear yes that's how it is i got 21 so anything below an 11 is a failure so uh charlie you're gonna get two wear evan's gonna get one and i'm gonna get one okay you should endeavor to never ever do this in the middle of combat yeah so now because you all been flying for a long distance and you're engaged in combat you gonna mark two full units okay 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 what you're gonna do now you're gonna continue to the rendezvous point and rejoin the rest of the squadron or something else should we do something about the dirigible where they're standing orders what to do if the dirigible did get knocked down i mean you are supposed to be escorting them but they are not going anywhere it seems and not anytime soon is there anywhere easy for us to land around here mm, that seems to be a question that can be answered by a move wink wink oh. wink wink um does someone else want to roll eye- does someone else want to roll eyeball because <laughs> i got real lucky i'll do it i i do not uh know what move i am rolling but agnes will roll it evan roll oh i'm almost there eyeball uh plus keen plus your plane's visibility 14 so evan ask if there's a landing strip or somewhere we can make a temporary one ludo i rolled a 14 is there a place that we can land you notice that there seems to be a small plateau that it might be a bit tricky but you may land there maybe so here's my thought that i signal in simple words i can't land on the ground i have to go land in water so why don't we send dancer akadere the sky twink down there to see if he can help those agnes you stay around here with dairy i'll go tell the boss what happened agnes signals back that that should work Errol blows Agnes a kiss, blows Derry a kiss, and starts to fly towards the rendezvous. So, Derry, do you want to try a hard landing? Yeah, let's do this. How do I do the hard landing? So, Derry, I think it's go down. I don't think there is a better move for this. Is it? Oh. I didn't think he'd be going down this early on, but all right. But, um, ish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, going down seems to be more for during a fight. It almost seems like the move that uh i mean it does say when you put down anywhere you shouldn't yeah maybe give advantage because they do have control wait hold up most air uh, therefore this move should only be used when people put down in a bad spot 
If you're landing into water, rocky ground, forest, mud, the middle of town's landing gear missing, you go down. Yeah, but they have landing gear. So, yeah, uh, you're going to land without the issue. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. I'll take that. Uh-huh. Agnes will be sure to park her little plane somewhere near the edge of the runway space near the trees and then whisper a few words to the vehicle before tapping it twice and getting out. So you land outside and you you can see the dirigible a bit underneath you but you would have to cross part of the rainforest to get there so which of you wants to take the lead in exploring the wild i think Derry might be more comfortable doing that i'll follow you little one all right roll for it roll plus daring <laughs> no Mm-hmm. That's for Explore the Wild. Roll plus daring. Sweet. 16. So I get to choose two of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Uh, what do we think? We can have move safely and quietly, advantage forward to engage, overcome another trek, or leave a trail giving advantage to backtrack. I feel safely and quietly is perhaps good. Okay. So. And uh, a trail back to our planes would also be helpful. You make down to the crash of the dirigible you immediately can't smell the dead there you see three corpses dangling from the trees as you approach Agnes uh, how many people were with the dirigible please say it was more than three and before she gets a chance to answer he'll run and just try and look for survivors Agnes is lost in thought as Derry asks and then runs off and then a minute later looks up to the empty clearing in front of her and says, I believe there were four in the... Dr- oh dear. Where did he go? There you hear the sound of a uh, shotgun being cocked and you see something large and purple move inside the dirigible. Oh, that's, that's fun. Are we talking large and purple? Like larger and more purple than a person? Well, it's more or less, more or less the size of a person. So Dari's gonna very calmly and quietly as or as much as he can be like uh wait it's it's us we you know we were your escort like don't shoot they come out and you see a bulky figure that seems to be wearing some kind of strange coat of some kind of scaly animal with uh, some hue of purple and green and have their face covered by a purple gas mask Oh, thank God that some of the checkmates stayed behind. I was thinking that all of you had left us behind. Uh, no, um, there's three of us just came to try and rescue as many of you as we could. And maybe, uh, I, I don't know if we can get the dirigible back up, but can try. I'm Ursin, one of the mechanics of the squadron. I don't think I have circled your plan. You are. Sorry, what did he ask, Ludo? Like, your plane? They say that they have not checked your plane. They ask it who you are. They don't recognize you from the the squadron. Oh, uh, uh, Derry. I was, uh, I mean, if if you want to go by my plane, I was in the, the Ritter Sea. Well, there's not much we can do here. Do your planes can take cargo or passengers? Agnes, can yours take cargo or passengers? No, my craft isn't going to carry much besides me 
Bjorn, and Ida. I'm not sure there's much room in there for anything else. What, what's Errol flying? His is pretty chunky. Well, that would be useful if he hadn't fucked off to go splash down in the ocean somewhere. Maybe. So, our friend Errol has kind of a fat plane. He, he went to get the others as well. So, they should be here with some support soon, hopefully. But even if he, he's only on his own, I think his plane should at least be able to carry you. His plane is very fat. I'm sure it could carry a lot of things. Well, I heard animal. I think the fire scared many of the wildlife. I will not mind being a couple of hours waiting here. I'm gonna keep watch over the stash. Uh, great. Is there anything we can do while we wait? Well, if you have any more weapons, you can leave me as you go back. Let me check what I have. Agnes starts rummaging through some, some bags and her pockets and says, would this help? And holds out a broomstick. I don't think tidying up the place is gonna make the dirigible more uh, airborne. Well, then I'm fresh out of anything helpful. I'll uh, I'll I'll try and do some fixes if if I can, Agnes. If you wanna sweep, I don't really know why you have that thing. Well, that's really none of your business. I'm going to go stroll through the woods for a bit now, and I'm sure I won't be able to miss that sound of fishes thundering plane. I'll be here if you need me. So, we are back at Anger 27 which is basically, it is full from one point to the other with 50 planes the entire air force of the checkmates. Well the entire but for two planes. And as you approach Hangar 47, Errol what is the most beautiful aspect of this island right next to the sky rail into the mainland the most beautiful aspect is the island's a little higher up than normal it doesn't have beaches it's got rocky outcroppings and so when the waves hit it the spray it creates is beautiful and pr prismatic at all hours but right now as errol's flying back it's the perfect magic hour where it's prismatic across the whole of the island shore because you have to leave agnes what sign of the war that destroyed the world was left in Anger 47. Could you repeat that? My hearing's not what it used to be. What sign of the war that destroyed the world was left in Anger 47? Well, if I'm not mistaken, I believe there was one of those unexploded atom bombs left in the hangar. Hey, <laughs> First World War War. You fly by plane! You fly by... <laughs> yeah, imagine how bad... Imagine how bad atom bombs would be in World War I, Ludo. Shit, that'd be pretty serious. <laughs> ah, yes, it will. Oh, shit. Uh, I will amend my statement to be mustard gas. Yeah, so I have 47 is everyone is nervous because that's a ticking time bomb. Everyone is half expecting it to suffer the same fate as the cursed cities. And everyone is afraid. As you land, you can see that it's not like they are doing maintenance on the planes everyone seems to be preparing to take off again so where do you go as you leave your plane Errol's gonna head to find his commanding officer for his boss because he figures he'll need his permission to grab a couple of extra people to repair this dirigible get it moving again plus he's gonna want to know where everyone else is yeah and you you look around and you find your boss relatively easy because 
she is being followed by a small crowd of uh, of bureaucrats and accountants and uh, the quartermaster and as you follow her you approach the middle-aged woman and her impressive red and black coat and rosa Meyer turns to you oh the last squadron so where are the others we need to depart soon we are just waiting for you we need to go alongside the sky rails anything that can fly flies anything else must be packed go on the dirigible went down i figured i could take a couple of engineers get it up and running and have it bring back here she turns to one of the accountants it's not worth it uh we already checked the rest of the the rest of the materials and tearing behind to 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 get that is going to be actually it's going to be an expense that are going to put people in risk you heard the man we are not going back we, we are abandoning the dirigible so you your people should get here as we are leaving the archipelago oh okay well then i gotta go let them know all right but something rings what leaving the archipelago what are they talking about Yes, Errol turns halfway away and then turns back. Leaving the archipelago? What do you mean, boss? We were paid to escort this shipment of Sky Whale material. That was it. That was the deal. The Sky Whale is fully repaired. We have the stock full. Everything is loaded. We are ready to go. We got a small fortune here and we can make a bigger one back home. We are not spending one more bullet in this hellish jungle. You're you're leaving the archipelago, but we have contracts all over here. No, we don't. We got what we needed from this. I've oversealed the offers and none of the contracts will justify the full attention of the checkmate. Look at this. We are the best flying circus in the world. There are big towns, small nations. Everyone is demanding our attention. We did this because we are getting well paid back home, not because of this small gradient. So you're just going to abandon all the people here. We have no obligation to them. Well, boss, I, I, I'm not leaving. This is my home. Well, that's up to you. Talk talk with Marion before we leave to see how much you are still on it. And once you get paid, that's it. All right. So you guys will delay leaving till we get back. No, just going to leave you the dollars and leave. But what about the other two? Well, if the other two went to come with us, there are still scale, sky rails leaving. All right, let me go let him know. Errol is not pleased at this revelation at all. And in fact, in a moment that's going to seem kind of shitty, he's making sure he gets paid before, like, whoever the bursar is, he's seeing before they leave. Yeah, so let's see. Getting paid. All right. Give me money. Money. I want a gift, but only if it's money. Let's see. I don't see where I get paid. So first of all, let's see how much you were supposed to, you would be the part for the three of you let's roll 3d10 okay so that's how much you expected to get paid from the so 20 let's see how much you actually are paid okay getting paid okay next let's go with the negotiation so roll Okay, let's just go with 20. So you go to the bursar and you get the money not only for you, but for the other squadron members. So you live with $20. This is important because this is how your company is going to start. This is your seed money. Not much, but it's something. All right. Yeah. So you bet back. And what do you do as the others keep preparing to leave? 
Hangar 47 and the Gradient Archipelago forever. Honestly, Errol so ang- is incredibly angry. How much of the support staff are leaving? Well, all of it that is not a part of your characters. So I do have one associate. Yeah. <laughs> Who are they? They are an acolyte skilled in combat. They're a cousin. We'll call them their Mitzi Fisher. They le- they left home with me to earn money to send home. I'm going to look at Mitzi and just Mitzi. I guess stay here. I'll be bringing the others back. Maybe she'll go. Maybe she'll go back home, cousin. Dress there. Maybe try to get the job there. You know we can't earn the kind of money we're earning here back home. I guess you are right. You know what, Mitzi? Uh, see if any of the other ground crew. I mean, none of the other ground crew looks like they're staying. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if the other two have ground crew. Mitzi, didn't you have a fling? Mitzi, didn't. <sighs> Let's start thinking about who we know that's looking for work. Well, as you go back, I'll try to see who wants to stay behind. I'm sure there are people that want to linger around. Yeah, let's do, let's do that. Talk to Derry's and his friend, too. Make sure they don't go nowhere wild. I got to go get them. Help me get started. Yeah, and I guess we're going to finish as the other two return around with the dirigible. Our scene, the mechanic. Seems quite happy that you rescued him, them. They are very pissed that the other people from the checkmate left already. Cause all of them. Honestly, honestly. What do they expect? This is one of the few places where one can reliable find sky whales, especially if one wants to obtain their products ethically instead of petting the poor beautiful animals. I'm gonna mention very casually to just I agree with you. Our scene. You wanna stick around? I do. I think we can get some uh, starting capital with what we have here, salvage from the dirigible. Well, if we get there, it's not like we can do much with three plants. Not yet, but we know where the stash is. We know where the stash is. And I did, uh... Oh, Derry. Hello? Where'd everyone go? Derry, they went back to the mainland. You going with them? Oh, I don't think I really want to just yet. Well, you want to hang around here? You ever thought about going independent? I have now, I guess. I mean, here's your pay. If you want to throw in, I figure we got some startup capital now. Uh, yeah, sure. How much? Like, do I have to roll something or do I just have money on me? It's part of the 20 that I got from, uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll throw in. Maybe we'll call in some favors. Derry, didn't you, when we did that guard job in the mountains, have a fling with that, uh, engineer? Real nice. I may have had a fling with one or more engineers, and I will thank you not to remind me. Let's uh let's make some calls. I guess I'll talk to them. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> you know, if you are looking for jobs, Redfern is not very wealthy, but there's always need for something there. Well, yeah, you know that the unions are always in need of something. Might be a good place to get some startup work, get our name out there again. And there's always the river. You can make some money on something related to the river extraction just to get ourselves started. Yeah, you might be right, Arsene. I know one or two persons there. I don't know anyone in Miku, but they are local and who knows? Let's make some calls. Let's the the rubber extraction might make some decent money. Let's put out some feelers for some jobs. We'll need a new name. Shackmates will not do. No, I want nothing to do with them now. Yeah, so we gonna have to pay upkeep. You have to pay the upkeep value of your airplane, and then you have to play one 
per each strain damage was done to the engine. And we're going to subtract that from the 20s. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. That's four just for me and Evan. But uh, Evan got strain to pay, to pay to, right? That's that's with Evan's straight. Okay, so four. All right, Twink Plane, what do you got? Um, sorry, I'm just trying to find my plane again. You know, Ritter appears 42 times in the plane book. Upkeep is one, and I think I have two strain. Oof, so three. Yeah, yeah you have $13 left. So two for me, I think. Okay. Y'all need to suffer stress. This is I have. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What? You mean that whole horrible ordeal where I, I immediately took a life would stress me out? Really? I think I am. I have two that I have to take. Yeah, depends on your playbook. Because I get one for each time I take a life. I didn't see any corpses. Were any of my comrades hurt? I'm going to take that as no. But I do gain another one because I did fly over open water. Okay. Did I get hit by enemy fire? Mm-hmm. I definitely took a life. Okay. So I'm at two. Did a comrade get wounded? No. Did I catch fire? No, I didn't lose my plane. Innocence came to harm the dirigible, the other people on dirigible, and I couldn't stop to help. So I was, yeah, so I might be at like five stress? That bad? Which is in the black, according to this. You are officially stressed. Hmm? When you hit, when you get in five stress, you're you're officially considered stressed. Okay, so I guess we're gonna open in the next place as you do both stress relief and try to find work. Yeah. Okay. That's gonna be interesting. Nice. Gonna punch people. Look, you teach my Fisher how to punch people. He seems like he would really like it. I'll teach you how to gamble. <laughs> I do need someone to teach me unfamiliar vices. I can't just try them. Okay, so that's it for today.